If only we could tell the future like that. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. You're listening to Sapnin Podcast. Sapnin! Sapnin! You're listening to episode 95 of Sapnin Podcast with myself, the very, very good looking Sean Smith, Ooh. and my moderate to fair looking partner, huh? Morgan Richards. Yes, it's me, Morgan Richards. And despite Sean's comments, I've got a feeling that this episode will be full of high hopes and composure like a vivid dream. Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, my God. You struggled then. I see you must have been struggling this week for this. Uh, Yes, our guest this week is the absolutely wonderful and delightful Michaela from Yours Truly. Yes, Sydney, Australia's latest feel-good anthem makers. Now, this is a band, Sean that you and I have heard a lot about over the last 12 months or so. It feels like 2019, yours truly was everywhere after the release of their Afterglow EP, and they've literally become an international sensation, touring with the likes of Sum 41, Census Fail, Our Good Friends and State Champs, and so much more, that today is actually the release of their debut studio album, Self Love. So we thought, why not celebrate that, get to know the band a little more, and just shoot the shit, basically, with Michaela? Shoot the shit. That's Morgan Richards there, doing a bit of swearing <laughs> for anybody over 18. Uh, yes, it was an absolutely lovely, lovely chat with Michaela. My voice had gone, because mm. I'd been recording um, a top-secret cover for my band. And, um, yeah, my voice is awful. Massive, massive apologies. I didn't expect it to be so gruff sounding, but you never know. Some people listening to this might like it sounding a bit more gruff, and um, I might have to start a new podcast where I do ASMR in my gruff voice. Oh, that's that's just reminded me of that episode of Friends where Phoebe gets the cold and then she becomes a sexier singer when she says jazz. Have you tried jazz? No. Well. If you've got a gruffy voice, it might be the perfect opportunity. Do you know what? This is what we need, Sean. Sean Smith, Jazz Covers Collection. No, it's not. Nobody it's not? needs it. Nobody wants... Look, nobody wants Raider stuff, right? Which I'm forcing <laughs> on people, right? Nobody wants my actual band, let alone a mythical band that we haven't even created yet, right? And on that note, Raiders have a video out called Destructobot. Please go to YouTube and watch it. It's real good. Yes, it is. It's full of some interesting characters and great special effects. So I do encourage you to do as Sean said. But no, Michaela is going to come on. She's going to have a a great chat to us about the the record, some of its very important concepts and themes about mental health and self-care that we all need to really look after ourselves in these weird times that the world is in. And just the band's history, how they got together, some mad festival stories, bumping their heads on... Uh, a famous venue and just things that will blow you away it's a really nice chat you get to know yours truly in the best way possible yes um if you if you were not now on the edge of your seat waiting to find out which venue they bumped their heads on well i don't know what you're waiting for i don't even know why you're fussing about um yeah if you've liked uh, this or any of the other 94 episodes of um this absolute consense that's content and nonsense trademarked by me please think about checking us out on patreon patreon.com forward slash sapnin um there's loads of different tiers 
all of your support is um, welcomed and appreciated massively. Thank you very much to um, anybody who's recently become a Patreon, recently rejoined the Patreon. I understand, you know, we're all going through hard times. Um, so, yeah, dipping in and out is obviously absolutely fine. We appreciate you greatly. Come and become a member of the Sapnin community. Yeah, if you want to become an official Sap Fam cult member, we'd appreciate you joining. There's loads of extra content and goodies and everything you can get back for becoming a part of our cult. And you just get to have a giant laugh and meet new best friends. What is better than that? There is nothing. But as well, if you're checking Heroin. things out... Is, is it? I've never tried it, Sean. Well, what you've got to think is... Well, and neither have I. Okay, um, good. Quali- quali- neither have I. But if people are willing to wreck absolutely everything in their lives just for this drug it's got to be good anyway we are not advocating the use of heroin on sapnin podcast <laughs> check us out on patreon.com forward slash sapnin and if you want to get in touch with us on our socials at sapnin pod at s-a-double-p-e-n-i-n-p-o-d on twitter and instagram please let us know your thoughts let us know future guests you want tag the guests let us know topics you want to hear us talk about um let us know uh, any ideas any ideas we're up for listening and bringing some stuff to life yeah or just send us conspiracy theories because we love a bash of that and life on venus Oh, I saw about that, yeah. Yeah. So I saw about that. Send your thoughts over at Sapnin Pods on Twitter and the Instagram. At Sapnin Pod, at S-A-P-P-E-N-I-N-P-O-D. Um, just a quick one with the life on Venus thing. How mental is it that this year the American government com- confirmed that there are UFOs that they don't know, literally unidentified <laughs> flying objects, they don't know where they're from, and now they're going, they could possibly be life on Venus. Absolutely. 2020, like, what a mental year. As everything that's gone wrong and has happened, right? But despite that, this year we found out the UFOs and possibly aliens actually exist. I remember saying when I was younger, as long as I make it to find out UFOs exist and aliens exist, I'll be fine. So we're kind of here now. So every, every podcast we get from now on is just a bonus. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I- don't know uh, what to say to that but anyway sounds like you need some self-love sean so why don't we get all the ingredients in that with the lovely michaela of yours truly on episode 95 of sapman podcast right now no no anyway so i as i was gonna say no i already joking Sapman. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Satin! 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 Hey guys! Oh, oh Neely! I didn't Maybe. do it. Neely. She didn't do it. <laughs> no, she didn't do it. <laughs> I didn't do it. I don't have the accent for it. You have, because we've had other Australians mm. on it, and uh, we've done it as well. So that's just an excuse. It, it sounds better in Australian than if, if anything, so... Yeah, so... Yeah, well, never mind, we missed it now. Um, <laughs> this week's guest is front person and non-conformist, Michaela from the brilliant band Yours Truly. Thank yes. you so, so much for doing this. Thanks for having me. Sorry, I disappointed you. It's okay, it's okay. Um, it just does mean it. Things could only get better from you, I suppose. So, yeah, how 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 have you been? How have you been keeping during this insane time? As well as I think you know is possible, and we're very lucky that um, we've had an album to work on. So I don't feel like I've been going crazy because I've been busy. So yeah, all right. Nice. Well, yeah, that album is out today. Yes. Today. Yep, out today. Very exciting. I can't believe that it's out, and I feel like we've been sitting on it forever, but it feels amazing. Yeah, so yeah, it's called Self Care and it's out today. Everybody go and check it out after this podcast, obviously. Don't do it right now because then we lose listening figures. Wait till after and then listen to it, obviously. Um, yeah, how long have you been? How long have you been sitting on the album? Since we recorded like February, March. So I guess it hasn't been like, say, like ages, but when you're like sitting at home and you're not touring, it's a long time. Yeah, really eager to like do something, if any, you know, get a song out. Yeah, I'm just losing my mind. Like, I don't know what to do. I'm sitting there going, R- I want to post for my band. But then I'm like, is there any need to post? Like, I just, yeah, it's just kind of up and down really at the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah, what's the plans with the album now? Like, I know it's out today, but what's the future for it? Well, um, we're doing two um, release shows in Sydney because here we're allowed to have gatherings and um, we're very, very lucky in Sydney. So we're doing two like super small shows, like sit down acoustic shows. And then I guess um, we just wait to tour whenever that is. <laughs> well, at least you get to do some kind of shows. I'm very, very yeah. jealous about that. But um, releasing a debut album is such a massive milestone for any band. Of course, you had a huge amount of success off the EP you released last year and everything. But having this out now, does it does it feel quite a big moment for you all? Definitely. It's been something we've been talking about since we started the band, you know, doing that first album and everything. So, yeah, I think it's like a huge bucket list thing for us. And it like it, as it as it has gotten closer and, you know, as we have gotten to like this day, it just is feeling like it's becoming more real. Yeah, definitely. And I, I want to talk a lot about the kind of subject matter of the record and stuff. And your lyrics in particular, obviously, is called self-care. But you do mention quite a lot about different things as in grief, anxiety, self-worth. The just very important topics in, in that whole category F- for you when sitting down to write the record was it a lot of therapeutic in many ways because i know when came time to sit down to write the record initially you were quite anxious about the pressure of a full length yeah and i think the pressure of you know of writing it like i I noticed a lot of that like whilst we were writing it and i think at the beginning we're like oh this is so cool like we get to write this album and then as, you know, as we did start writing for it, I think we realized it wasn't going to be as easy as we thought it, it, we thought it would be. You know, when you do an EP, you have like five songs in it and we've never really had any kind of deadline before. This is the first time we've been like, you know, we want to have an album done here and like, you know, because we've got this stuff to do. And so then I think that, um, you know, it was really therapeutic, like, like you said, because sitting down to write the album, it wasn't like, oh, we want to focus on like on these things and like on like self-worth and stuff. But I think it was something that like we were just going through at the time. It was kind of the reason why we called it self-care was because it was kind of like this like huge like therapy session for us. But yeah, did you um did you learn anything like while recording this about yourselves or the band or was there any was there any like big monumental moments where you were like, Oh yeah, this makes more sense or was there any like writing things that you'd discovered about the band that you hadn't known previously? I think I, I really learned what it was like to see the other guys under pressure. 
we, I mean, we've, you know, we've been under pressure before, but to be like under pressure and like not being busy, like doing things when you're on tour and like you're under pressure, you, you still just got to keep going. But just seeing the way that everyone kind of like coped. And I think because there was so much talking going on, we learned so much about each other. We learned like, you know, all of each other's own like issues and the things that, you know, we were all struggling with. So that's why I said like, it's a huge therapy session because like we like, we just became so much closer with each other. Yeah. Yeah. And and speaking of those, those subject matters, I, again, obviously listening to it, I can tell there's a lot of very personal lyrics coming out in, it, in the songs. For you, when writing, was that something you always kind of wanted to do is address some of these issues in your personal life and everything to, to use it as a platform for yourself? Or was it more if just naturally coming out there as the writing process went on? I mean, I've always um, wanted to be as honest as possible. And that's something that we've always tried to put like in our music and, you know, like lyrically to be very like straight from me, honest, like you're kind of reading like my own diary kind of thing. Um, In like terms of like themes, it wasn't like, I want to talk about these things. It was kind of like, you know, sort of like what we went through. And um, I guess that, you know, I like, you know, I went through like a lot of anxiety and I think that like, as I wrote about it, it started making me feel better. So I think that, um, yeah, I kind of like took that and I kind of like took inspiration from all these things that kind of like stressed me out, like made me upset. And I was like, well, if you know, I'm going through this and I'm sure there are people out there that are going through similar things as well. And I know how much like it helps me to listen to my, to my, my own self put out these words and to be like, Oh, like, I get how I feel about these situations now. Maybe there's someone out there that, you know, isn't able to write things down on a piece of paper and maybe they can hear it and be like, oh, yeah, I feel like that too. Yeah, no, definitely. Well, as a music fan, I'm always intrigued with everyone's structure with lyrics and stuff because, you know, you get some bands who really try to color coat everything that you kind of don't know what someone is actually talking about. But it's been quite refreshing to see how openly you've all been about what these songs are actually about. Yeah. And that's uh, like, it's a huge thing. Like when we were talking, you know, about, you know, press and stuff for the album and people asking like, are you okay to talk about like your personal experiences? And I'm just like, well, like, I guess, because I guess it's like my, my job in the band, like as, you know, as I am like the singer, I'm also the lyricist and um, I'm not really one for not writing about myself. And I feel like that's the only thing that's like, you know, truthfully me. And I think you just sometimes just need to cop it and just, you know, talk about it and it's fine like it makes you more human yeah well like yeah well, like you said like right in you found out things about yourself you didn't know and it like helped with anxiety and stuff and i think that's re- a really important thing like a lot of listeners to this podcast you know they just see bands and they just see you know the superstars up there singing and stuff and they don't realize that everybody goes through these same things and i genuinely believe hearing somebody like your story um and yeah, how, how you've dealt with stuff and got to this point and, ri- you know, written the words down in your music. Yeah, would be a big help for everybody going forward. Anybody who listens to it, I believe, yeah, will we'll get a positive from it. So, yeah, congratulations on a fantastic album. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. But but going back to some of the earlier days of uh, yours truly as well. I mean, can you, can you talk about the formation of the band? Because I, I, understand, like, I understand you all met really, really young and everything just kind of took off straight away. Um, yeah, I actually found Teddy, our guitarist from Facebook when we were in oh. high school, <laughs> I just saw a video of him playing guitar and I added him on Facebook and I remember he just like accepted me and then we just like started like talking online. Um, and then he, he also knew Lockie, um, through like just like playing music, but we also found Brad on Facebook also. So that's how oh. we all know each other. Facebook was a <laughs> big defining thing for us. Um, but yeah, no, I think that, you know, we were like 17, Teddy and I were 17 when we started the band. So um, we were still in school and neither of us had any prospects of doing anything other than music. So we were like, and it was kind of, it was refreshing to meet someone that was like, I will put this first kind of thing. And like, let, let, let's make it happen, you know? And I think from like the moment that we met each other, it was like a serious thing for us. Um, and then I think it's just like finding other like like-minded people that are on the same level of like, this is what I want to do. And I think that once, you know, we all like, you know, tried to like study and stuff like after school and it's got to a point where we were like, let's just tour because this will always be here. If, you know, and when like, you know, I could be 30 years old and decide I want to go back to uni, that's fine. But I'm not, you know, I'm just, I'm just going to tour now. We're just all going to tour now and just like, you know, see what happens. And I think that's just exactly what we did once we left school and we just like, just like started. 
Yeah, that's very similar to, the, to my story, to be honest. Um, yeah, we just kind of like left school and when the boys were ready to... Um, yeah, they were in uni and they were they were just finishing the uni course. And as soon as they finished, we went out and toured and um, tried not to get a job for 13 yeah. years. So, uh, yeah, it's, um, yeah it's, a, it's a wild ride, let me tell you. But yeah, I'm glad to see that you've taken these steps and that you found like-minded people because that's... A lot of the time, that's kind of the hardest part of being in a band is finding members who are on the same wavelength or want the same things yeah 100 percent. and it's like you know Lockie and brad aren't like you know weren't in the band when me and teddy started it but i think as a unit the four of us have been together like the longest and um i definitely think it's because people have lives you know people you know have other things that they want to do in their lives and that's fine it's just you know when you find a unit that works that's when like you know i feel like everything starts to to make sense and flow hmm but what's it been like over the last couple of years going straight from school to touring and living off the road? I mean, obviously now uh, with, circun- with circumstances, you're home a bit more, but w- what was that transition like? Did, did you feel like there was a big learning curve and you had to grow up fast on tour? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think 2019, like last year, was really intense for us. And we had done a few tours like around Australia and stuff before that, but Last year was like, I think we did like three Australian tours. We went over to the UK, we went over to the US and it was the first time that like none of us could really have jobs and, you know, we were gone. And, you know, like we said, we really had to grow up. I mean, Lockie turned 20 the day that we landed in Australia after coming back from the US. So he was 19 oh, wow. throughout like all those tours. He was 19. <laughs> <laughs> so America was very boring for the rest of us. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, you do like, and I feel like, you know, you, you feel like you miss out on some things sometimes because you see your friends kind of like, you know, like living like their lives and kind of like doing like what do you think your idea of normal is. Um, but I don't know, like I, I wouldn't trade it. Like, I just feel like we've had like some great experiences and like with this whole Corona thing, at least we got to experience it last year. And, you know, I do think it made us grow up a lot. And that's kind of like what a lot of the album is about, you know, just like growing up and like being put in a position where like, you know, I think also us kind of like having that huge year and like being super busy, like gave us sort of like imposter syndrome. Like we just didn't really feel like we belonged anywhere. Like we were in the UK touring with Sum 41 and it was the first time we'd ever been to the UK. And it kind of just felt like a little bit rude for everyone else. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, no, I yeah, no, I completely agree. But yeah, I think pretty much, I think we all go through that. Like, I think everybody in a band, unless you're like a proper psycho, <laughs> unless you're a proper sociopath, I think everybody goes through that. Like, do they realise that I'm not a hundred percent sure what I'm doing right now? Like, yeah. they've given me a tour. They've given me a tour with this massive band. I don't know. Yeah, no, I completely get. I completely get that. And um, yeah, I saw that you played in Fuel in Cardiff as well, in Wales, where we came from. Yes, that was actually really fun. I bumped my head on that in that like, door frame like 20 Ooh. times. And every time I told someone about that venue, and like, did he bump your head? And I'm like, yes, I did. <laughs> yeah, that's not, yeah, that's not the one defining factor you ever want from a venue. Like normally when someone goes, oh, did you play there? You go, oh yeah, what a great show. Or what a backstage. Or sometimes... Even off other bands, I'd have good shower unit there. <laughs> but, but in Fuel, it's, did you bang your head? Of course I fucking did. Of course I did. Good, good. Yes. But yeah, how was, um, how was touring with Sum 41 though? It was so cool. Um, you know, like they're such a huge band and to see a way like a band of that size works is really interesting. Mm. Um, yeah. And just also seeing like how hands-on they are, like with everything, like the production stuff, like, you know, um, they're like they're like across everything like like they watch lights and they listen like you know to everything and then they they're walking back and forth and you're like they're way more hands-on than i think that like you you imagine because you know like they you think that they'd have people doing things to them but it's all them which i think is really cool yeah well is there anything that comes straight to mind of, of those kind of learning curves over the last year bit of being on the road like anything that really maybe caught you off guard yeah, what was something that you weren't expecting then, I suppose, from the road? I don't know, because, like, I feel like we, you know, we've been watching so many, like, you know, we've watched, we've watched so many other bands do it and stuff, and we've heard so many stories. So sometimes you kind of, like, have this idea of, like, you know, what it's going to be like. Um, but I think that the, the thing that I really learned um, in the U.S. was, like, to be healthy, which I think was, I think it was, like, a hard, like, learning thing that, 
when you don't, when you get all excited because you're in like this new country and like there's like things like there's food there that you haven't eaten before. And there's, you know, there's all these like drinks you haven't drank before and stuff. And then you, what you just find yourself like eating like fast food every day and like just kind of trashing your body a little bit and then kind of getting like halfway through that tour and just feeling like shit. So I think I just, we, we all really learned like, you know, like next time, like we go on tour, like, you know, the novelty that has happened um, next time we're just going to try to be healthy and try to take care of ourselves and not like, you know, want to go out and drink and stuff like that. Because I feel like it just, yeah, when you're not used to it in Australia, like tours aren't that long here. Like you can maybe, we have like four cities and then you go from like playing four shows to playing like 40 shows. And then you can't, mm. you can't treat your body the same way that you do on an Australian tour. You just like, can't do that. Yeah. Well, what was the longest, um, yeah, what was the longest amount of shows in a row you played before going to America? Ooh, um, it probably would be in the UK. Um, I think we did nine shows and more over there. And I know that's not even that long, but I think far in it. Because, you know, and also in Australia, it's like, because we have like four cities and they're all pretty like spaced apart. So you can literally do those four shows in four weeks, like one every weekend or like two a weekend and like, and um, then have the week off. And then so when we went to the UK, it was like, okay, so then like, you know, but next day and next show, next day, next show. And that was kind of like one of the first times that like we hadn't really like done that. Um, so yeah, it was, it was like last year was like a lot of learning. And then when we came back to Australia, we played this festival called Good Things. And um, that was a festival over three days. And I think we were definitely like way more prepared for it because we had done, you know, we had done that American tour and we'd done everything else. So, I mean, and it was nice to get on a plane and to fly. We don't ever really do that either. Um, we're just usually you drive everywhere. And I think, yeah, we were like way more prepared and we we're way more energized because like it was nothing compared to what we had done. Yeah. So when you do those shows in Australia, like if you were to do an Australian tour now, would you, would you drive it? Yeah. I just feel like it's, um, you know, it's fun for us because, you know, we've done it so many times. And <laughs> I mean, like you hear like, I think our closest city is like to play like a main city is Melbourne and that's an eight hour, eight, nine hour drive. I know for you guys, that's like, whoa, like, that's all like, yeah. you know, um, cause when we're in the UK and like, oh, it's a long one today. It's four hours. We were like, <laughs> <laughs> a yeah. long one. Yeah. Ju- yeah. Do you, um. Is this something you hate about the UK crowds is that they'll be like, oh, I can't come to that show. It's 30 minutes away from my house. Because <laughs> I know I, I know from my own experience of like touring, we tour the world and then we'd have somebody go, like we did Warp Tour and we had somebody came from like 11 hours away to, just to come and see us. Wow. Us six Welsh idiots, right, in America. This guy, had, this guy had driven 11 hours just to see us pricks. And then... We get people in the UK where you announce a show and they're like, oh, that's 30 minutes away from where I live. I ca- There's no way I can make oh it. Oh, my God. And it's like, oh, what? But, yeah. Did you, um, yeah, have you come across anything like that with any UK fans? Any um, complaints or anything? Not really. We really enjoyed the UK. Everyone was really, really lovely to us. I think, yeah, I mean, everyone was really nice. It was cool afterwards. Like, you know, you, everyone would like have a drink and stuff like that and have a chat. And it was just really cool to like meet people from like another country and like the whole like different culture, even though I think the culture is very similar like here than it is over there. Um, but yeah, no, it was just really cool to like to meet a whole bunch of people and everyone just like kind of wanted to ask questions about Australia. And it was like, here it is. <laughs> like, and I, I, we, had a, we had a really, a really good experience over there. Like I can't complain at all. Good. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, that's the very productive, good answer. I like it. <laughs> Clever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, no, wait a Just before, before we move on, Morg, I've got to ask, what's the number one most question you get asked, oh, yeah. Please asked tell about us. Australia? Um, can, your, can your spiders really kill you? Or does everything want to kill you? <laughs> yeah, that's the number one. Oh, I love British people. I love British. Wow, what can I... Shall I ask about the economic growth of the com- uh, of the country? Shall I ask how things... No, I'm going to ask about scary spiders. spiders. Well done, Britain. <laughs> well done, the UK. Yeah. Sorry, Morg, oh. what were you going to say? Was that your go-to answer, though? Or did you just make up stories like, yeah, they've, they've killed everyone in my family. It's a very traumatic uh, yeah, experience. Yeah. So. I think... <laughs> Look out for drop bears. Sometimes it's funny. It's like, you know, it's like, well, yeah, like, they can. Um, they're huge and... Um, they're like, oh, like, do you get them in your house? And you're like, yeah. And they're like, oh, I couldn't. Like, that would just freak me out. I'm like, 
when you live with it, it's fine. It's not, I, I find it's not even that bad. Like, I feel like every country's got something. Like, America's got bears, and I think about bears, and I'm just like, what the hell? Yeah. I'm trying to think what the UK has. Um, small dogs. <laughs> uh, chavs. We got chavs. Annoying chavs. <laughs> They're as bad. They're as bad as um, wild animals. Um, yeah, I don't think we've really got a, an animal that can, a, that can attack. I can't believe we've gone on to this. No. Like, I can't believe this is a topic we're now on. Sorry about this. Yeah. Um, um, but, but speaking of UK stuff as well, am I right in saying that uh, yours truly's first international gig was actually a download festival? It was, which is insane. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, and we had no... It was, it was so cool because we had no, like, expectation whatsoever. And, you know, playing download and, you know, being, like, international band that's never been over there, you know, especially of the size, you know we just expected no one to even be there. And then I remember walking out on stage, just being like, like looking at the guys and we're like, Oh, there's people here. <laughs> like, that's weird. Um, but it was so much fun. Like it was the first, I think it was like that moment for us that we all kind of looked at each other and we're like, okay, like we're actually doing something. There are people like on the other side of the world that like know our songs, which is like insane. Yeah. I'm a real band now. Yeah. It's, it's all awesome. band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but bit with like international tours and everything being so fresh for you, is there anything you kind of noticed with the differences of kind of crowds or territories or, or even how the band is perceived in different areas? Um, yeah. Um, I think that, you know, crowds are different. Like I feel like the crowds here and the UK are very similar. Crowds in America I found to be a lot different. Um, maybe it's also like the way that like we are maybe like, like we translate like in different, in different areas that like you see people that like are more into it, people that aren't. I, yeah, I, I think also here, like we're a small country, like we're big in size, but we're a small in population and, um, you know, shows like, you know, you guys get some huge shows and America gets some huge shows or we don't. And I think that, um, trying to navigate like different cultures is really interesting and seeing what people like and also like what songs people like in different territories as well. Like, like the songs that maybe like did, that people enjoyed more in the UK. Maybe they didn't enjoy so much. They maybe enjoyed other songs in the U S and it's kind of like, I think next time we go overseas, we'll know how to like set out like our set list to be like, Oh, we remember that when we were in the U S they really liked, they really liked these songs. So maybe we'll do some more like, like this. And in the UK, they really like some more like pop punk stuff. So we'll do more like pop punk stuff. And yeah, you just like learn, I guess you'd like, you know, you just learn as you go. Yeah. Interesting. Nice. Very interesting. Um, but, but going back to the record and the whole self-care ment- mentality of everything, I mean, you've already mentioned being on tour in the U S you've, you've learned to, uh, to eat more healthy and stuff like that. But is there any, is there anything that you do in, in your day to day life to make sure that you have that kind of self-care and dealing with stuff like anxiety or anything like that? Um, I think it's funny because I think the, like my idea of self-care has changed a lot like this year by like going through this like whole quarantine experience. And I feel like I've always found myself like being busy has always been so good for me and like talking and like socializing and like being out and like constantly having something to look forward to has always been like something that has helped me. And I think that when all of this started and knowing that like I can't be busy and everything stops I started to struggle a little bit, but then I think I just figured out um, right now, the thing that I like to do is just to take time and just not talk to anyone and just be by myself. And then like, you know, watch. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. You know, you guys are ruining my self-care at the moment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry. No, but like, I think sometimes it take like, you know, an hour where you don't talk and you sit down. I like to watch just absolutely horrible brain dead TV or like play some games that like, you know, don't really require anything of getting like excited about. And um, I think that, yeah, I think everyone's different, but I think that like, I've just realized that I need to kind of keep my mind active, but like by myself. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Good advice. Yeah. yeah. I think, yeah, I found the same thing over the, um, the lockdown. Yeah. I was so lost in the beginning that I was just like, Oh, I don't know what I should be doing. And I felt unproductive because I wasn't doing enough. Yeah. And then I realized, yeah, you've just got to take some time to yourself and just relax, talk to people. And yeah, like you said, keep busy. Keeping busy is a very, very important one. I think. I think like the whole, whole like zoom, like these zoom call things that I feel like everyone, you know, like especially in the beginning when everyone like talking, like I got to talk to a whole bunch of people that I probably wouldn't have 
you know, called because everyone's got busy mm, lives. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, as much as spending time by yourself is good, I think it's really cool like to reach out to your friends and to like, and to have them tell you how they're feeling also makes you feel very human and like not so weird about feeling bad. Yeah, but it must be like a, a, such a weird transition for you, especially because like over the last 12 months, you were touring nonstop, coming home and maybe like less than two weeks at a time, going somewhere else. And now you're kind of actually living in your home. I, I mean, it must have been a weird thing to get used to. Yeah, um, I, that's, that's so true. Like, I think we, the longest we were home last year was six weeks and that was once. We did the UK, we came home for a week. We started our Australian tour and then we were home for another two weeks and then we went to the UK and went to the US. And so I think that like that big chunk of like, you know, it was like, it was weird to be home. And then I think coming home, like getting like readjusting to, you know, the routine of being home and I live at home, I live with my family and, you know, readjusting to kind of like, you know, being around and like, you know, not just being able to get up and go. Um, yeah. Also, I, I think when you also, you tour a lot, you'd like, you know, you like, I didn't have like a, like a proper job. I don't have a car or anything like that. So it's kind of just like, I just <laughs> sit here and I'm just like, Oh, this is great. I can't wait for this to be over. Like I've just dedicated my life to something that I don't even know what the hell is going on with it. And I think that just like made me so anxious about everything. So try not to think about that. Yeah. yeah. Sorry for that. Sorry yeah, for bringing so, it up. Sorry yeah. for me. Yeah. Sorry for making you think of it. <laughs> it's fine. I'm this just kidding. Yeah. This, this hasn't gone too well for you. Um, <laughs> I've noticed. Um, we've interrupted your day, and now, uh, and yeah, now we got you thinking about this shit. So sorry, but um, yeah, congratulations on everything so far. <laughs> um, yeah, but you you mentioned like those distractions as well of, of watching stuff and, and games. Um, anything you would recommend? What, what have you been watching lately? What have you been playing? I've played Detroit like 10 times because that's like my favorite, my favorite game I've ever played. And I feel it because there's so many different endings. You can just keep playing it and just doing different things. So you can get different endings. Um, and it's like watching a movie as well. It's like a movie. It's like a movie that you play. So yeah, that's my recommendation. Nice. Nice. Um, yeah. Question I had would be, what would be the dream tour lineup for you? Like what would be your, who would you love to take you on tour? Uh, there's so many bands and it's hard to like choose. I would always say that when we're recording the album, we listen to a lot of Laney and even though it's completely like not in the same genre at all, but like, I just think that'd be like so cool because we like love Laney. So I'll go with that. Nice. Yes, yeah. That's cool. I wasn't yeah. expecting that. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, it'd be quite interesting to hear the, the different really influences for the band as well, because like listening through to the album, you know, it starts with that kind of acoustic, a little acoustically kind of intro before kicking into the song and everything. Uh, I mean, is there just so many different inspirations throughout the band that you all kind of just collaborate together? Yeah, hundred percent. We all listen. I mean, we we've all loved pop punk, and that's kind of like where our our mutual like likes come from and I think that even we've grown like with each other like about what we like when I met Teddy it was just like Parkway Drive and Counterparts just that's it like that's like those are like his favorite bands and Lockie grew up like playing like 80s 80s metal and like you know and just like all that stuff so it's kind of like I think where like all his like little guitar solo stuff comes from Brad has the most interesting music taste of all time sometimes he plays me songs and I'm like like it can be anything from like Elton John to um, fit for an autopsy. So that's, that's probably him like, you know, summed up. And then I, um, I'm looking forward to that collaboration. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the collaboration between Elton John and fit for an autopsy. Honestly, it should be good. I'll pay for it. <laughs> 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 Sorry. And I like, I grew up really loving like Evanescence and like, you know, also bands like Paramore tonight alive. So um, yeah, I think it's kind of like where all of our like inspirations and we kind of just like, everything and this is yours truly <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah. that's awesome though no it's really cool to hear so with that as well how do you normally go about writing songs i mean is that is it does everyone come with like a little bit of an idea and gone oh i've got this kind of i've got this 80s guitar solo bit that might be good for something or do you all just sit down and actually work on stuff together 
Um, it's a, it's a bit of everything. Um, mostly a lot of the album was, um, you know, kind of like Lockie and I, like our guitarist, he love us just like sitting down and like, let's just try this. And like, we just, we always find like our favorite songs that we wrote, right. Are songs that like he'll start playing something and I'll start seeing something. And then we just like record it and then we'll like go back and listen and be like, that part was cool. And that's kind of like how I tell we wrote funeral home. It's even like how we wrote like afterglow and like the afterglow EP. And, um, and also like sometimes we sit in a room, we just play things like as a band, we record it. And that's kind of like our, like our favorite way. But um, with this album, we did a lot of writing sessions with our producer, Stevie Knight. Um, he is in a band called The Dead Love. We, we wrote like a lot of songs with him. So like we, we wrote like the beginning song with him. We wrote like songs like Be The Dream and stuff like that with him. So there's a bit of everything on the album. I also feel like that's why it has like different vibes is because they all kind of started differently. Yeah. Was there, was there any arguments about uh, different influences someone wanted to bring into the band or, or anything like that as well? No, like it, writing for us is like the easiest part. You know, we're all like pretty stoked and like when someone comes up with something and, you know, everyone's pretty open to doing things. I think the only thing that we argued about was, um, I think it was the album name. Ooh. Yeah, that was, that was the first time we've ever like sat in a room and all been like, I don't agree. And it was the first time we all looked at it and was like, this is weird. And because like me and the guy are like best friends, we do everything together. Like and everyone always says like, why do you, why are you always together? Aren't you sick of each other? And we're like, not really. And it was the first time we like didn't agree on something and it was really weird. I got my way. So it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Yeah. Well, what was the, um, what was the other suggestion? Um, well, the album was very close to being called nothing more than see through. Mm. yeah which okay. is yeah, some lyrics okay. from ghost and i think that was like that was mm. the that was a close runner-up but yeah we ended up calling it self-care oh, very interesting yeah I, I think that's the first time we've had somebody from a band on to talk about a potential previous name for an album <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, that's, a, that's a, that, awesome thank you very much that's our first <laughs> but it's nice to hear that even after all this time and being so relentless on tour that you're all uh, still like you get to see each other and, and everything. I mean, I, I don't think enough bands really embrace each other out, outside of the band itself. Yeah. And I mean, like there, I think there are so many different kinds of dynamics and bands. And I think that the reason why we are the way that we are is because we were friends before the band. Um, I mean, like we met because we all wanted to be in a band, but you know, there was that like whole year where we didn't really do anything besides just like jam covers and, you know, just hanging out at each other's houses. And we were all like 17. So I think that we definitely like built that like connection with each other from like that young age. And we've just kind of grown up with each other. Yeah. And, and I, I want, I wanted to, um, I want to go back to something you mentioned earlier about kind of that, especially with the lyrics and touring for so long and having that kind of imposter syndrome effect reach up a, a, a little bit we've we've talked about this before in the podcast with Sean and particularly in his time in, in band but I mean was that was was that a really weird experience for you have it having that kind of kick in and literally going from as I said earlier school to touring and playing download and playing in front of all these thousands of thousands of people yeah um I think that the huge thing with the imposter syndrome was writing the album and just being like so afraid that all those things that you just said, like playing download and like having these tours was just going to make us look like we just, we were just really lucky and that, you know, we couldn't follow it up. And I think that for us, like a lot of that anxiety came from being like, we need to prove to everyone that, you know, we deserve everything we've been given and that we deserve to be here and that we're not just some like, you know, you know, high hopes did really well. And I got like all these views and all these like streams and we want to be able to do that again and not just look like we just got like one song that people know the rest of shit. Um, so yeah, like that was kind of like, I think that's where like a lot of that stemmed from really. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Because like, uh, it, it seems like it's been su such a, such a busy time lately with everything as well. So having this time off now, have you been able to reflect a bit more of, of what the band is actually being able to do in its short time? Yeah. If anything, I think it's given us more like more fire, you know, to really be like, when this goes back to normal, it's like never taking sleeping on floors for granted ever again. And, um, just really just going to go for it. Cause I think that like, it's, you know, it's shown how much your life can change in a year and just seeing like even our own personal lives, you know, how much they change in a year. And, you know, this is like one year of our lives that I think we wish that we were, you know, building towards something. And even though I think that we have, and we've been very lucky that we've had the album to keep working towards things, 
Um, but yeah, I think it's just, it's just given us more determination. I know definitely for me, it's like, I don't, I don't want to do this again. I don't want to sit in my house for <laughs> 12 months again. I, I don't want to do it. So yeah, I think it's definitely taught us that lesson to be grateful what you're given. Yeah. So with that as well, I'm going to ask, you said sleeping on floors. I think a lot of music fans don't really realize some of the kind of lesser or the like struggles of touring. What's some of the other things that normally you'd be like, oh, do we have to, oh yeah, we've got to do this now that you're actually missing not being on the road? I think like... I think, I think the sleeping arrangements is a huge one. Um, <laughs> um, I think not, not like not, not having like the basic, like, you know, being able to like clean yourself, like having showers and like, you know, <laughs> being able to like, you know, be comfortable. I don't think, you know, like I just would always feel so gross, you know, and like the boys would absolutely thrive because they didn't care if they didn't shower for three weeks, but I would just be oh. like, I need to have a shower. Like, this is so gross. And, um, I think now like, I'm like, you know what? If it means I get to be on tour, then maybe I won't shower for a whole tour. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> nice. Well, so nice. What? What? I, I sorry if this is very personal, but what is the longest you've went without a shower on tour? <laughs> <laughs> Look, honestly, not even the bad. I think maybe like three days. Okay, that's just yeah. Okay, I'm, 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 I think I'm alright. I think I think Lockie didn't shower in the states for two weeks once. Oh. Nice, yeah. nice. But he, he does it at home anyway, so for him it's like not. He's really? he's built for touring. He's built for it. <laughs> oh, oh, nice. Uh, I can't. Yeah, I can't um, imagine that going that long. <laughs> yeah, I shared I shared a bus once with um another band when we were on a warp tour in the states, and the drummer of the band who slept under in the bunk <laughs> underneath me didn't sh- didn't shower or change his jeans for three weeks. Wow. Yummy. That would have smelled great. It was, like, just... it was awful. Oh, no. Oh. Oh, I can guarantee you it, 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 it was dreadful. It was dreadful. I'd just go straight out. Like, are you going to change your jeans, bro? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think in the end, I think somebody had to have a word with him in the end. Um, but yeah, he got kicked out of the band not long after. So oh, no. Oh. Maybe. Don't want to put two yeah, and two maybe... together, but meh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you stink, bro. You're out of the band. <laughs> But yeah, cool. Well, yeah, Mark. Um, yeah, but with, with all that as well, I mean, obviously, you know, this time is going to be full of celebrations for yours truly, just promoting this record and uh, and seeing everything with it. But it, what else do you have planned now going forward uh, and with it? I mean, is there is there any other surprises along the way people can expect? Um, I think that you know we we just want to start you know working on you know what we can do in the future. I think we're just going to enjoy the album being out for a minute. Um, and then we have so many touring plans for next year. Like everything that we have, we're supposed to do this year. I got moved to next year. So if we magically get some coronavirus vaccine and we, you know, like the world somehow gets rid of Corona, we'll be touring till at least, I don't know, the end of August next year. And then we can maybe suss what will happen after that. Nice. Well, yeah, fingers crossed that happens. And, um, yeah, we would absolutely love to be able to do one of these in the flesh. So, um, yeah, if you're up for one in the future, let's get together. Let's, um, yeah, let's do one of these and have a laugh in the UK together. Sounds great to me. Yes. Awesome. 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 Cool. Well, um, yeah, thank you so much for joining us, Michaela. It's been, it's been a good laugh. We very enjoyed this. And best luck now with the uh, release of the record. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Our pleasure. Yes. Self-care is out now. Everybody go and check it out. Well, you can check it out now at the end of the interview. Um, <laughs> the interview's ended. So, yeah, definitely go and check it. Um, add it to your playlists. Give it a million trillion listens. Let's make Michaela rich. Yes. Hell yeah, let's yes. go. Thanks, guys. <laughs> let's go. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for doing this. Cheers. Thank you. Amazing. See you guys. Bye. You're listening to Sammy yeah! <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah! Well, that was weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like you've uh, we've reco- we've started recording this, and you don't know what we've just listened to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is this the one where we had that murderer on? No, it's not that episode yet. All right, cool. Yes, yeah. yes. That was the fantastic Michaela from um, Australian pop punk upstarts pop rock upstarts uh yours truly uh she is absolutely lovely the album self love is out 
on this very day. So after this finishes, after you've listened to the advert, because we might get paid 0.2 of a pence, after you've listened to the advert, go over and check out Self Love, because it's a... Bl- In the words of the Australians, it's a bloody ripper, mate. Oh, I totally agree with you, yes. But thank you again very much to Michaela for coming on and having a lovely chat with us. She's super awesome. It was great to get an insight into some really personal stories behind those lyrics and just looking after yourself and everything like that. And the album is out now, Self Love, on Unified Records. So make sure to pick up a copy and have a good mosh to it. Have a self-loving mosh to yours truly. Yes, yes, they... um yeah, absolutely fantastic band. When doing a bit of research for this, and um, me doing research, yes, wow. yes, Morg, that's right, that's right. I yeah, know. well, I googled them. I googled them. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I went on YouTube because I wanted to see. Um, yeah, I wanted to see loads of different like live performances. And literally, the third video I came across, right, was by Mark, J- a, a guy called Mark Jones. Oh, I know right? Mark Jones. Yeah, well, yeah, we do. And why do we know him? Because he's part of the Patreon. I couldn't believe it. Literally the third video down on YouTube, I was like, well, that's Fuel Rock Club in Cardiff. I've been there. And I was like, oh, what? And it said, like, all the videos. But, and I was like, I know him. Unbelievable. What's the odds? But, yeah. So, yeah, thanks to Mark Jones for putting up that video of uh, of yours truly playing High Hopes in Fuel Rock Bar. But yeah, what a what a lovely chat. Great band, great songs, and um, yeah, met on Facebook. Yeah, that's crazy. I thought, I thought that's incredible. How they like? I was expecting them to just be school friends, and they would just kind of like started talking on Facebook, but they were all in the same kind of school. But no, just random ads. I mean, that's that is bizarre. But fair play to them. And on yeah, but on Facebook as well, like like. You know, they're quite young. They're quite, you know, here's grandfather Sean turning up. Oh, well, in my day, you would have used MySpace. No, but I still find it weird that Facebook was the one. Like, and it wasn't, like, a different platform, like Twitter or the Gram. Yeah. Or any of that. Yeah, because you like have to old. add them. So they went out of their way to add them. So what, what? Yeah. And Facebook is such, like, a, well, to me, it's like an old people's platform. So, but yeah, super interesting to hear. If you want to join a fantastic community and meet more people on Facebook, <laughs> yes, check out patreon.com forward slash sapnin, where you can give back um, and help and support the podcast um, for as little as uh, you can spare, which uh, is all appreciated. So thank you very much to anybody who's ever done it before and is considering it for the future. Thank you. You guys rule. Yeah, so technically, our Patreon should now be the best platform for anyone listening to start a band with or promote their own band's music. So if you head over to patreon.com forward slash sapnin, not only do you get all of that, but loads of mad exclusives as well. And you get to take the mick out of me and Sean for some silly bollocks we'll probably do over this course of any minute. Yeah, or just take the piss out of Sean just because he's got a big head. Because um, I saw somebody today or yesterday put in the group. Um, they've used the face app or reface or whatever the kids are using today, and they put my face on little Nicky's head. Yeah, which works, which works absolutely <laughs> perfectly, and I hate it. I hate it. But yeah, check out patreon.com forward slash happening. Join the gang. Come over to Facebook because eventually we're going to have enough people in bands in that group that we're going to try and do a Sapling Festival. Spoiler alert. Uh oh. Oh, I'd be up for that. Well, up for that. But as well, you, make sure. You're to not g- invited. Whoa, whoa. You're not invited. Why? I'm opening. What are you on, Bob? No, you're not. I'm, I'm doing I'm, a comedy I'm, set. I'm, I'm doing a comedy I'm, set. We're going to do be naked. You're going to well, walk <gasps> naked on stage. Anyway, you're not invited because you're not a member of the Patreon. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, you. Patreon.com for us happening. Yeah, but I'm in a band. So, uh, uh, you either start the band or you can't come. So, that's it. Or join one of the bands that's already in a group. You're not joining Raiders, so fuck right off. I can't be the tambourine player. No. Bob would love that but anyway oh, give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Sapnin and Pod I'll just spell yes. that Sean at then the S then A then a P then another P then an E then an N then an I then a P and then an O and then a D quickly that's S-A-P-P-E-N-I-N-P-O-D at 
the A with a circle around it. Again, it's S A P P E N I N B O T. I'm in a rush to leave as well, and I'm still doing this shit. Like, give us a message. Tell us what you think. Tell us what future guests you'd like to hear on the podcast. Uh, 100th episode is fast approaching. We've been working overtime behind the scenes, trying to get some mad celebrations for that and our second year anniversary that fastly follows after it but we want to know what you think what you think about this episode past episodes who's been your favorite guest just send us a message at sapnin pod and before we wrap this up obviously we need to give a massive shout out to the elite members of our patreon community there's if you head to the description uh, of this episode there's loads of names in there that we need to thank we appreciate every single person who's become a member and helped support us but Sean is going to read out these names that they've twisted, transformed, edited is the better word, uh, to try and make themselves laugh at our expense. Yes, as usual, the bastards, who I also call my best friends, are... Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thank you very much to Kylie Wheeler, Mayumi Liwaway, Mitch Perry, Emma Barber, Janelle Caston, Amadina Barno, who the fuck is Ray Durs, Nathan Croshaw. All Kelly Young wanted for her birthday was a new Raider song, Your Wish Is My Command. I heard Ray Durs lives in the shrubs at the bottom of her garden eating grub building fairy building. Fairy villages, Jesus Christ. We gotta we gotta limit these people to four words. Ohio is for Emo Chester, Michael Engler, Liam Connolly, Drew Styles, I'm Ray Durst and so's my wife. Kelly Ewan, Dana Lasnova, the Maxin Dancing Champion Campion. Kentle, Kate Gentleman Prefer Ginger's Patak. I don't think that's true. Johnny Phillips, Ray Durst of the Lost Ark. Nice. Simon Amos, I heard that Ray Durst will add you for a Turkish delight. <laughs> Kate Stevenson, Samuel Griffiths, Jenny Munster, Emily Senegals, Lucy Diaz, Martina McManus, John and Emma, Kelly Mallory, Becky Andy, Erin Howard, Louis Cook, Marcy Jacobson, Jason Heredia, Sandra Kuacek, Mike Cunningham, Charles, just Charles, no other names, Liv Cropper, James McNaught, Tallulah Grant, Stuart McNaught, Kelly Cannon, Lydia Henderson, to- Tony Michael, Jenny Robson, Sharif Awadali, Nula Clark, and Craig Harris, everything has turned to shit. Fuck yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, <laughs> Ray Durst. Ray Durst. Any- no, not Durst. Like, right. Speaking of Durst, <laughs> if you've got this far, thank <laughs> you. Right? You're probably just one of those 50 people, and that's fine. But if all 50 of us tweet at Fred Durst or on Instagram at Fred Durst and say, oh, get on Sapnin Podcast so Sean can lick your bum for an hour, right? <laughs> I think that would be wicked. So please, I appreciate the name, changing the name to Ray Durst, like my band name Ray does. I get it. Brilliant. Also, awesome. But also, let's give Fred Durst a shout. Is it, guys? Come on, then. Awesome. 
was going to say, is this a deep conspiracy that Raiders is somehow related to Fred? We, we should have called the band Raymond Durst, really, shouldn't we? <laughs> Bugger. Bugger. Oh, but thank you very much to everyone involved on Patreon. We love you. Those names just crack me up um i don't know about sean they infuriate him at times but it's a good laugh really in the end but thank you again yeah for everyone else yeah Yeah, sorry um but yeah go and check out raider's new single destructobot on all streaming platforms on youtube because they have a video now don't you sean and yes um listen back to all our previous episodes uh, all the usual subscribe like bollocks you know the drill Please. by now yeah um it does help um <laughs> do you reckon we get i reckon one day we're gonna get this podcast down to about four words we're gonna be like right something patreon twitter something <laughs> and that's it that's it we're gonna get it down yeah so we're gonna have to start doing the patreon where like you have to have like a the, we have to make like an insane tier for them to get read out because we're only adding like five words to a show now so like if you want your name you're gonna have to pay seven million pounds anyway yeah thank you thank you for listening thanks to michaela yours truly's album is out now go and check it out and listen to us on repeat because it helps we'll see you next week yes we will We we won't see you well no you can hear our voices then yeah hear us next week that it's a <laughs> <laughs> oh for fuck this is a fucking mad end anyway right ta-ra something something <laughs> <sighs>Listen to Sapnin Podcast with Sean Smith and Morgan Richards. Thank you very much for downloading this podcast or streaming it or I don't I don't know what else you do with podcasts. Um, thank you very much.